Hello and welcome to the Stelvio Auto Show. I'm Sean Smith and he's Sam Green. Hello. And uh, we got the first of our sort of Christmas, New Year, end of year lineup of specials, really. Uh, and this one is actually just like last year with our Christmas tat. Um, this time we're going to save you from the awfulness of Christmas movies. Yeah, the Christmas TV, Christmas movies, it is, does get a bit wearisome. So to get your motorsport fix, uh, we've got a, uh, a short list of some things that you should be, should, and I should say should be watching instead. Well, I don't know. So that's some of the options I was going to say you shouldn't watch, but uh, they're quite fun anyway. And they're better than the 17th copy-paste version of um, Girl Goes From the City to a Town, Finds Love and Saves Christmas. That there's yeah. Always on TV. Uh, or old man turns out to be Santa. Precisely that. Um, so, who would like to go first? With their first suggestion of films to watch over Christmas. Um, I have one which I know you will disagree with, so shall I go first? Yes. Rush. No, it's crap. Next film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually quite like Rush. Um, I think it's, it's mostly maybe the story that I like most. Obviously, I'm going to assume most of our listeners probably have seen Rush because it's not a particularly new film, um, and it's quite well known generally. Um, was it 2015 or something? Uh, I was just having a look for that. I'm not sure, but it would have been roughly then. 2013. So older than I thought then. Um, but uh, essentially, it's the story of. The 1975 season, F1, 76 F1 season, um, and primarily the battle between James Hunt and Nicky Lauda. Um, and this is obviously the season that Nicky Lauda had his massive accident at the Nürburgring. So it's a bit about his recovery and the determination to come back and try and win the championship. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think it's it was well done. It was they used a lot of period correct cars, actual cars, um, as well as mock ups for some of the race scenes. Um, but I think the main thing that you dislike about it, Sean, if yep. I remember correctly, is the fact that every circuit that they use is actually Brands Hatch. Yes, and they don't always hide it very well. No, um, there is a few scenes. Um, I think there's a, there's a scene which is supposed to be Paul Rickard where it is clearly Brown's Hatch. Um, there's a few where it's like there's the CGI is good enough that you go, yeah, that could be Watkins Glen, for example. Um, other ones, you go, no, that's that's just Brown's Hatch. Yeah. The worst one for me is whenever, when, when they're at Fuji and you quite clearly see the cars come out of turn two, uh, it's Brown's Hatch coming down the hill. It's just, it's just stupid. I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. but to its credit, the actors in it, Chris Hemsworth and is it Daniel Daniel Buell? Yes. Uh, or, yeah, Buell, yeah. Um, yes, they both do a very good job. Um, it, it's quite uh, respectful to the time. It's not too Hollywood. No. Um, and Daniel Buell actually spent, I think it was something like th three weeks with Nicky Lauda to get this right. And I think he did a very good job, actually. Yes. Um, to the point where actually when Nicky Lauda saw it, and heard Daniel Brawl acting as him, he went, that is me, that is exactly right. Um, so that, And it does sound like Nicky Lauda, like it's quite odd, really, when you hear him acting it, that he's got the voice spot on. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, I, I just I think it's a good film. Yeah, if, um, they, if they just cut out the uh, the bit that the on track bits, it's a good film. <laughs> I just didn't like the rest it, of it. The rest of it is yeah, good. If you if you try and sort of scale it back a little bit and avoid and yeah, don't look at it too critically as a motorsport person, then you're probably all right. Just close your eyes um, whenever the race is on. <laughs> or yeah, or at least when you look at it, don't go, oh, that's not Fuji, that's Netterton. Uh, <laughs> or, or whatever. Um, just just look at the cars instead and you'll be fine. Because um, the cars are the main thing, really, with a lot of these films, let's face it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if you're someone who, who need, needs a car fix, there's your first option. But mine is, is even better. What is yours? Well, of course, motorsport tends to not be on these days, apart from maybe the trophy Andros over Christmas. So what better time to sit back if you've got a long afternoon over your Christmas holidays to watch than the Le Mans 2011 C um, Duke DVD, which was the official review of the world's greatest endurance race, and 2011 was the greatest one of the lot. So this is not a film. This is basically very extended highlights of Le Mans. In, in a film package. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's on DVD, is what you're saying, so yes. it counts as a film. Yes, right. Feature, featuring okay. Radio Le Mans commentary. There we go. Oh, wow. Uh, it's... Um, it, 2011, as we said in previous podcasts, was the best Le Mans ever made, ever made, ever done. <laughs> it's like it's not not a real, it's not a um, uh, manufactured thing. Uh, of course, the Audi versus Peugeot down to the, the big chase as it was when one Audi was left quite early in the race, and the Peugeot just went after it and lost. Oh, spoiler alert! By the way, uh, if you didn't if you didn't watch it 11 years ago, live. Um, I've got nothing really to say. It's the best with Le Mans, and, and it's a nice long runtime. So, watch yep, that. There you Two, go. Two hundred and thirty-five minutes. Good is... way to waste an afternoon, basically. Yeah. What's that? Four hours, nearly. <laughs> uh, pretty much. Yeah. So there you go. That's that, yeah. It's Christmas Day sorted. Open, yep. your, open your presents. Have a croissant. Bang. Watch Le, Le Mans. Le Mans two thousand eleven season review or race Job review. Done. There you go. And then once you have finished that, you're probably going to want a bit of a pick me up. Something to make you laugh. Um, oh, by so the way, by you... the way, uh, on DukeVideo.com, Le Mans 2011 is available for nineteen sorry, nine ninety nine on DVD. Are Duke sponsoring this podcast? Uh, no. Oh, well, maybe they should. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So if you're after a comedy, sure. <laughs> what, are you saying the Le Mans 2011 race was a bit serious? Uh, well, well, I think the official review of the Le Mans 24 Hours probably is a bit more serious. Okay, go um, on. But uh, what about Talladega Nights? Oh, God. Yeah, go on. If you're a NASCAR boy. Yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley um, as NASCAR drivers is, is hilarious. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen in it as well as uh, the French Formula One driver uh, who has joined NASCAR. Um some absolutely fantastic lines in this. Uh, <laughs> some classics. Um, How old is that film now? Oh, it's. I would imagine it's really old. I can't remember what it is. Uh, I can't find the date either. If only Google was there. I've got it on my IMDb right in front of me. Because okay. I was looking at this semi-seriously. And you just looked at Duke.com. 2006. Um, <laughs> 2006 Jesus um, but they're all of the cars are 
like contemporary 2006 NASCARs, some of the actual drivers are in the film. Um, it uses it was all like filmed around um, like actual um, like races and stuff. So like Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s in it, for example, um, and various other uh, actual NASCAR drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think it was it's funny. It it just makes you laugh, and there's not much more that you can say about that really it's just well, every film for that every, everything that Talladega Nights does I think the original the Italian job does better well yeah it's fun. It's funnier it's more I don't know I was going to say more real but it's not really uh, <laughs> of course the uh, the film about the Italian mafia and basically people trying to nick a load of money from them and, yeah. uh, the plucky, plucky minis yes some, some British humour course yeah. you only meant to blow the bloody doors off yeah the italian job what was that 1969 yep same just my dad so there you go that's uh nice and old uh what according to imdb it's only a 7.2 out of 10 well there's global though isn't it i reckon at least 7.7 or well seven out of those 10 are just people in the uk Voting. The rest of it is probably the rest of the world. It's oh, like, so, what so, is going on here? So the Italians have seen it and gone, eh, this is not a fair. Um, yeah. And and have given it a two star to bring it down on the average. Because really, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a 10 out of 10 film. Absolutely. 100%. Um, yep. Is it? It's Michael. No. Who is it? It's Michael Keane, isn't it? Michael, Michael Kane. Kane. Michael Kane, yes. Uh, of course, uh, for, for young people, he was, of course, in Batman. <laughs> was, yeah. um, but before that, that he he was he, he was his own superhero uh, yeah basically dri- driving minis around italy was it is it based in um turin sure. yeah turin um because they uh, drive around on top of the old fiat factory don't they yes uh they basically have a big car chase um after doing the thing and it, it's quite literally left on a cliffhanger literally we'll, yeah uh, is we'll, we'll uh not spoil that one <laughs> <laughs> Course, I, I think at this point, if you haven't seen the Italian job, but you're listening to our podcast, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, sort, yeah. Sort out. Pause the podcast, go and watch the Italian job, and come back, and then, then you'll know, you'll understand this. Um, but definitely finish listening to the podcast. Don't just leave it at that. Um, of course, it does have a very sad scene because you know, being being a film, it has to have a bit of emotion in it. And um, that Lamborghini Miura at the start of the film, Sam, is... Uh, yeah, it's tragic, isn't it? Yeah, it's but again, it's one of the most classic opening to a film, I think, ever, really. Um, just, a, just a gorgeous Lamborghini Miura carving through the Italian Alps uh, and meeting an unfortunate end in a tunnel. But before that, it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. And, and then after that, it's fantastic. But that's not. Well, yeah. Well, it's not really the car. Then it's more the rest of it. The rest of the film. Yeah. Uh, yes. But uh, there you go. That's Chris. That's uh, yeah. If uh, if Le Mans 2011 season review, if you, if the kids are being a bit whiny, you know about about watching the best race ever, maybe that one will be a bit more. Yeah. A bit a bit more tolerable. You can see the minis bouncing down steps and exactly jumping over buildings and the cars are the heroes in that film really yes. aren't they let's face it in most of these films to be honest a lot of them are about cars predominantly yeah anyway what's your next choice i think my next choice um i am gonna say is even older 
than the Italian job. Really? No. Is it Herbie? Even older. <laughs> it's not Herbie um, because that involves a Beatles, so we can't recommend that. Um, but it is Grand Prix. Yeah, this is one I haven't seen. Have you not? No. Now, this is a very, very long film. Um, two hours, 56. Wow. Um, <laughs> so again, if you finish watching your Le Mans season review, you can then watch Grand Prix and really finish your day off. Um, this is, it follows uh, an American, a fictional American driver called Pete Aaron um, through the the Grand Prix season, basically, the 1966 Grand Prix season. And because it's set in that current season, there's actually, again, quite a lot of actual drivers that were in the film. Um, so, I mean, for example, Jackie Stewart did a lot of the driving um, for the film. Um, there's a few places as well where, where you see um, quite a lot of others. People like um, Jim Clark is in the film. Um, Graham Hill is also in there. Bruce McLaren plays another driver. He doesn't even play himself. Why would he um, do that? Why would he not really play himself? Know. And Gurney's in it. Joe Siffer, Jochen Rint. Uh, but yeah, Bruce McLaren for some reason plays Douglas McClendon. Um, <laughs> I don't really know why. Sounds like, um, sounds like a very uh, American name, but of course yes. Bruce McLaren being a Kiwi. So yeah, um, in fact, Jack Brabham did a lot of the driving for this as well. He was in the fame. Bob Bondurant, who was an IndyCar driver, he was did a lot of the um, the actual like the driving of the main characters' cars. Um, he wasn't a Formula One driver at the time, and these weren't filmed in F1 races. But a lot of the footage is from actual F1 races, mm -hmm. um, and it takes a lot from the history of the sport up to that point as well, because at one point in this film, uh, they recreate that crash at Monaco um, from the 50s, where the Maserati, I think it was, uh, goes through the hay bales and into the harbour. Um, and oh, that wow. happens in the film as well. Yeah, so that happens in this film. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a good, good film. Uh, plenty of racing action. Um, and so, yeah, quite a good way to waste three hours. <laughs> yeah, well, there. That sounds like a good choice. I might watch it this year. Yeah, um, One film I have watched this year, which I'm also going to recommend, um, mm -hmm. in this, this is the thing. So I watched Rush a couple of years ago, didn't like it. Um, and so I was then tedious, uh, not tedious, um, tentative, um, to watch this film, which was Ford versus Ferrari. Yes. Um, Le Mans 66. This is also yes, known. It is, um, and I find when I got I got the two pound Disney Plus thing a couple months ago, and it was on there. I thought, well, might as well, um, and it was worth the two hours or so that I spent on it. It was absolutely brilliant. I really, really, I saw this in the cinema when it came out because I was looking forward to it that much. This is a really, really good film. Yes, um, of course, this is the story. Basic. This is actually my favourite story about um, Fiat and Ferrari. Because they basically just stuck two fingers up at Ford, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it does also then sort of skew towards the Ford side of the story, which is them basically taking revenge. Which is the whole point of the GT40 is to basically yeah. um, be a comeback to Ferrari, beating them at their favourite race, which is Le Mans, or at least was back in the day when Enzo was alive. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's, it's basically talk, talks about the uh, the political side. 
between Ford's big CEOs and Carol Shelby, um, who of course really is, and Ken Miles, who basically are, are bought purebred racing drivers. And yeah. it does talk about the politic, big politics, and um, the difficult side of uh, of racing, which is that you need money to win races and also just be on the grid. And uh, yeah. it, it and it it's it's very emotional. It's a good film. It um, is actually, if, isn't it? If, and if this you is don't although know it's... the deeper story, like everyone knows about the Ferrari Fiat Ford side of the story, but if you don't know about yeah. the Carroll Shelby Ken Miles side of the story, it's it's really good. It brings you in. It really does. Um, and again, this used a lot of original cars as well, which was always cool to see. And they actually um, used tracks, which were not not Brands Hatch. Yeah, they did. Well, I don't know how much filming they actually did at Le Mans. Presumably not loads, but they might have done. I don't actually know. But the fact um, that it looked like it, and that's why it, it definitely looked like it. And and they did do a lot of filming at places like Daytona and Sebring and other circuits, Willow Springs, where the races actually were, where the cars were being raced. Um, and Willow Springs, you can tell that is definitely Willow Springs yeah. because it is. Like they're not, it's not dressed up in any way, shape, no, or form. It's just the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and the same with Daytona, really. You can't fake Daytona because of the what, because of the banking. They did fake and... the story of Daytona, to be honest. The, they, the it wasn't really a last lap lunge by Ken Miles to win that race. They actually won by four laps in real life. But, uh... <laughs> yes, yeah, but like it's that's a bit of poetic uh, artistic license. Yeah, yes. that's artistic license. Isn't it? it would be a bit of more of a boring film if they when ah oh, this for gc4 is brilliant it just wins everything um it has to be a bit of a struggle um but no i thought yeah this is obviously matt damon playing carol shelby and christian bale playing ken miles yeah. two iconic people in motorsport really but ken miles nowhere near as famous as carol shelby before this fame uh, before this film came out no. um i would say probably as important really oh, as carol shelby um and British as well, yeah. Um, which is an interesting dynamic to see. I think the the sort of cowboy that is Carol Shelby, yeah. um, and the British mechanic that is Ken Miles. I think they both um, did it for a, a brilliant job. Um, I think you did, yeah. Uh, Matt Damon, you know, is, I've I've Matt not seen him in this this kind of role before, um, so I was a bit wary about that. But then he's he really did try very hard, and I think that that was good. And uh, Christian Bale, just being Christian Bale, he can do anything. Yeah. Um, but again, I've got it spot on, really. Yeah. Um, of what Ken Miles was all about, really, which is just, I want to make this car go as fast as I possibly can. Yeah. And then drive it. Um, but that was the key thing, really. Yeah. And of course, that's, the, that's available in many, many retailers for not a lot of money these days. But only 2019, yeah. though. It's not that old. I say it's a fairly new film. Oh, it's two and a half hours. I didn't think it was that long. It felt shorter. Yeah. Which means I yeah, enjoyed I it. So. Well, there you go. But that's definitely worth watching. Um, if you like your Le Mans slightly older, but like these cars, there is another alternative. Is there? There is. So, is it the you Le Mans could watch... 1990 season review by Duke? It's, it's not, no. <laughs> it's Steve McQueen's Le Mans. Ah, of course. The classic. Now, that is... A shorter film, but with much less dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's very now, fair. This uh, is, yeah, it's only an hour 46, so you can watch this in between The King's Speech and uh, Top of the Pops. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is, 
again, Why would you, proper... of course, by the King's Speech, we don't mean the film. Yeah, I didn't mean the film. I meant <laughs> like the actual King. Yeah, the one um, that everyone apparently watches. Yes, definitely. I might watch it this year. Why? It's the first one that he's done. Oh. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He did last year. Can... Well, not really. He did it as not as King. Well, yeah, that's what I mean, though. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, Stephen Queen's Le Mans. Now, this is a proper racing movie. Um, Al will regale you. If you ask him, he'll regale you with facts about this film because it's one of his absolute favourites. Um, and it is a brilliant film and it is proper racing. This was filmed in the 24 hours of Le Mans for the most part, um, which is a, a tall order. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it shows how far health and safety has come. It ruins everything. Yeah, the fact that you couldn't make a film during the Le Mans now um, actually entering a car, which is the camera car, um, into the race, which is impressive. Um, obviously, some of it is choreographed. It is a film at the end of the day. But a, a lot of the actual racing action is actual racing from the race. Um, it's not in any way sort of adjusted or changed the, the first sort of nearly the first half an hour of this film there's no dialogue no well, it he, just he, even the second half is not a lot of it <laughs> it's not much it's basically just steve mcqueen driving um which is brilliant in itself but um yeah absolutely great um that's um you can watch that in various places um but uh yeah, worth a watch. One of the most iconic um, sort of, well, how would you say, frames, I guess, hmm. as well, of uh, Steve McQueen in the pit lane at Le Mans, sticking his fingers up. <laughs> the last um, the last scene of the, of the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but it's like, that's an iconic thing, isn't it? It's like a, a lot of people would know, might know that image, but they don't necessarily, haven't seen the film. Yeah. Um, and the film, obviously, the, the watch as well, the watch that he wears in this film is my dream watch. They're quite expensive now. Yes, tag you a Monaco with a blue face. Um, that's what I want, but you can get, you could I don't get, get paid enough. No, just go, just go to um, somewhere in Spain and get a genuine fake one. Well, that's what my granddad did, to be fair. Oh, there so. you go. <laughs> I'll just um, get one of them. So speaking in uh, Steve McQueen circles, the other film to watch is, of course, Sam... Great Escape. No, the other one. Oh, uh, with, the, uh, with, with the with the Mustang. Oh, Bullet. Yes. <laughs> Which is possibly the best car chase of all time, Bullet. Yes, of course. This is uh, Steve McQueen in San Francisco. I don't. I, I've only seen it once, and it was a long yeah, time. It was a long time ago. I actually don't know if I've seen it all the way through. I've seen the car chase so many times. Yeah. But I genuinely don't think I've actually seen the rest of it. Yeah, so if the, that makes sense. So this is coming coming from a a different standpoint. For this one, we're just going to say it's brilliant. We know it's brilliant. We don't remember why it's brilliant, apart from the car chase. So go and yep. watch that over Christmas. Yeah, and it's so, again another absolutely iconic car, really, isn't it? That the bullet Mustang. sort of yeah, the the bullet Mustang is just known for that. Um, and it actually isn't on screen that much, really, it but it, be. it becomes an, a, a part of the film, which is brilliant. It's fantastic. 
definitely what a lot of Steve McQueen films are sort of more cult classics rather than you know box I think office you're right. smashes. Um, yeah, especially like Le Mans was made by Steve McQueen, hmm. and but you can tell because he, uh, but Steve McQueen essentially was a racing driver that needed money, so made films. Yeah. Um, so he was a bit like sort of almost Ferrari building his road cars to fund the racing. Steve McQueen only really made films so that he could go racing. Um, and I think if if he could could have done it full time, he just would have done. And he was good at it as well. It sounds sort of like a gambling habit. You know, you just go to work to, to go <laughs> yeah. to the casino. <laughs> Basically, well, for motorsport in the 60s and 70s, it kind of was a bit of a gambling habit, really, wasn't it? Mm. Um, but, yeah. Okay, what's your next choice, Sam? Uh, I'm not sure now. I've got, because... I've got two more. Oh, you go ahead. All right, my next one. You're not quite going to believe this. Actually, no, I forgot what it was. Hang on. Uh, I did have a really good one. Then I, then I, yeah, forgot. Ah, if you want to watch a really bad film at Christmas. Right. Need for Speed. Oh. It was so bad. <laughs> 2014's Need for Speed, based, of course, on the brilliant video games. Uh, well, brilliant until 2006, and then they got a bit crap after that. But, uh, um, yeah, it stars... Oh, what's his face? From um, uh, from Breaking Bad. Who is um, Aaron Paul. Uh, Aaron Paul, that's it. Um, yes. The concept of Need for Speed is cool. It's basically the, the game The Run, which is Need for Speed's, I think, 2013 release, uh, which is basically get from one side of one place to another um, faster than everyone else, and in this instance, kill everyone else who joins joins the race. And um, it was really, really bad. The cat, the, the the acting wasn't great. The camera work wasn't very great. The speed sensation of speed wasn't very great, which is quite bad for a game called Need for Speed. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, it's rated six point four out of ten, which I think is about two stars too many. Yeah, I I didn't rate it. I really thought it was pretty poor. Um, but uh, I I I get this sort of thing with uh, another large. Motor, motoring based film franchise um, which I'm trying to avoid saying um, well I, yeah I with that one the early films yeah they're, they're alright and then they've just got more and more ridiculous and it's mm-hmm. just not not very good anymore are you going to say Fast and Furious Sam? I'm 100% saying Fast and Furious <laughs> um, I think it kind of peaked 4 number 4 was the best one yeah, you see, I actually think Tokyo Drift was maybe the no. best one, the third one. No, Tokyo Tokyo Drift was good. Right, okay. I well, liked the cars in Tokyo Drift more. Yeah, it seems different. to be more about the cars. Okay, let's go through them. Fast and Furious 1, excellent film. Yeah, it was pretty good, pretty good. Um, too Fast, Too Furious, crap film. Yeah, again, you had the R34, didn't you, which Amer- is quite Americans cool. Americans like it for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But I think Too Fast, Too Furious is rubbish. Then Tokyo Drift happened. Um, and it's a perfectly okay film. <laughs> then Tokyo Drift happened. Well, yeah, it, it did. Because it, it, cause the, then apparently the timelines are all mixed up on it, and it, it gets very confusing. But yeah, it does get weird after that. Um, and then t- then fast The Fast and the Furious happens, which is number four. That was all right. No, yeah, sorry, that was hang pretty... on. The Fast and the Furious is number one, isn't it? And then, uh, fast, then fast and Furious is number four. No, I think it's the other way around. Okay. Either way, Fast and Furious 4 is the best one. Yeah. When they go to yeah. they go to Mexico and like go go through that sort of canyon and it all blows up. That's great. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Uh, then Fast Five, which is rubbish. Yeah, having, not having, great. Having it's all gone there. downhill from there, really. Uh, which one's the one where Paul Walker's just died? Is that six or seven? I think that was seven. Well, that was really good, that one. That was, yeah, and I think that was, they made that, like, especially good because of Paul Walker sort of thing. And I think that... <laughs> they actually tried. <laughs> they really tried on that. And you can tell because it is, it's not a bad film. Um, and it is quite emotional purely because you know what happened outside of the film. Yeah. Six, I, I, think... don't, I don't even remember anything about Six, by the way, so I can't. No, I don't really. Um, but Seven was really good. And then I stopped caring because, the, because as far as I'm concerned, this franchise is finished by that point. Yeah, I mean they're still going now. Yeah. There's a new one coming out soon, and this is like the 11th or something. Uh, this is the fast, last one. Fast X, which I, I imagine is number 10. Um, yeah. it is next year, yeah. which I will not be watching. No, I will not either. Um, which one's your favourite? Of the Fast and Furious. Yeah. Um. Probably either Tokyo Drift or the fourth one. Okay, I'd say probably those. I, I enjoy the the Japanese um, the mountain race on Tokyo Drift. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. And the Nismo engine Nismo. Shelby is like, <laughs> quite cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, what what would you say out of the entire Fast and Furious series? What is your favourite car? Oh, well, I mean, there's a lot of choice. Uh, I mean, be the way I am, it has to be a Supra. But the iconic R34s are the iconic R34s. Yeah. Um, I don't like American cars, so that doesn't really help. With uh, <laughs> with um, the Mustangs and the Charge and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. No, I'd have to go with probably... No, I'd have to go with the orange Supra. Even though it's... Makes, yeah. Even though it's a horrible colour scheme... And it's a convertible, <laughs> and it's probably an automatic, um, being an American one. Um, yeah, but I love the Supra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that, that it's helped uh, boost the popularity of the Supra now to the point where no one could afford to buy one anymore. Have you seen how expensive Supras so, are now? They're insane, insane money. I Most a lot like of the... three grand. I remember. Like... Yeah, and a lot of Japanese cars have gone the same. They're all absolutely insane money now for like a one that's in decent nick, but that hasn't been modified as well. They like gold dust. Hmm. What's the problem? Yeah, I remember when I, when I was young, it was always if you went to a, a car meeting, you see a skyline. It's not a skyline. It's just been ruined. It's it's got yeah. it's they're all they've all got like you know, horrible stretched tires and. You know, the, the yeah, sort of don't pur like purple anti-roll bars under the bonnet and that sort of thing. It's just stupid, yeah. and I don't like them. Trenching uh, tyres—that is like absolutely stupid. Yeah, like, they, they do that, and then also put too much camber on it. Yeah, well, that's yeah, stance. That's called, and that is also moronic because that ruins all of the handling of your car. Um, okay, guess how much oh, the first on the auto trader, the first super that comes up. Guess how much it is. Actually, to be fair, mm. it's three, three liters, petrol, and a manual, and only ninety-one thousand miles. Oh. So it's actually a good one. Okay, so that's a pretty good one. I'm going to say forty k. Oh no, you you can get two. It's twenty-one thousand nine hundred. Oh well, that's not bad. But but it's a non-turbo. Ah, you see, there's the problem as well. Yeah, it only does three hundred twenty-six yep. horsepower. 
yeah, you're gonna want the turbo on that. I mean, that that will be bought by someone who wants a Supra. Okay, the the cheapest turbo is a manual. Ten owners, just like my 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 sleeker, has a actually an all right body kit. Makes it look more like an FTO, in honesty. But um, it's uh only four hundred eighty eight horsepower, so it's got plenty of headroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's in Warwick, and it's thirty five thousand pounds. Whoa, that's Which, mad. Yeah, back in the day, that'd have been ten. Yeah, absolutely. And then you start getting mixed in with the new ones, which is quite ridiculous. I like I love the new Supra, but it's you shouldn't be buying the old one for the same price. Sure. Um, my last choice, speaking of course of uh, Japanese and Supras, is just for Cree, really. Initial D. Mm. If you, but this is actually something I've not really seen. Nope, I know. Right. <laughs> I know the car. I know that the the AE eighty six, isn't it? Yep. Um, the, the iconic tofu delivery livery that is the white with black. Um, yeah, not yeah. actually seen it. Nope, neither have I. But uh, <laughs> it's it's entirely because Cree would probably, if he, he, even though he will not listen to this podcast, he he would be like, <laughs> I hope you mentioned this will do. Um, yeah. Um, uh, original run of the. Manga was from 1995 to till 2013. There you go. Uh, it, went, it went on for a while then. Mm. Um, I'm reading Wikipedia here. Uh, the first series is 26 episodes, released in 1998. So there you go. Uh, the most recent is something from 2016, which is a film. So there, there you go. go. If you're Japanese or one of those people, uh, you can watch all of those over Christmas. Yes. I have one more. Go on then. Now, this is if you are a bit pressed for time, um, because this one is nine minutes long. <laughs> right. Oh, is it? No, don't say it's the uh, the the Snow Patrol video. No. Oh, okay. No. no, this is uh, Rendezvous, which you may not have heard of, Sean, but I'm, I hope you've seen it. Okay. So this is the entire film... Is essentially a camera mounted on the bumper, on yeah. the front bumper. Yeah, it's, it's, you've seen it's, it. It's a Snow Patrol video. Uh, is it? Yeah. I did not know that. I'm, I genuinely I'm certain know they, that. that one of their songs has at least part of that film. It's just some guy driving through Paris, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah in a Ferrari then, 275 GTB. And then he ends up like with his girlfriend or something at the end of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. On Jean Zelisse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's got two characters, three, <laughs> three if you count the car, which, which you uh, should, which you absolutely should. Um, and the the characters are L'Homme, which is the man, and La Fille, which is the girl. <laughs> and that's all the characters, um, because there's no uh, dialogue at all. It is literally just the fantastic sound of a Ferrari two seven five GTB V twelve driving through paris at insanely high speeds it would have been a longer um, film but um it overheated yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it couldn't get any further because the car broke down um no i think it's, it's it's one of them where it's again a bit of a cult thing just for fans of cars really yeah. there's no other story to it it's just an interesting drive through Paris at high speed, basically. Um, and I say it's an interesting drive through Paris at high speed. There's, there's that controversy with this, isn't there? Have you heard this? No. 
So there's everyone, well, it's about maybe 50-50 as to whether this is actually a Ferrari 275 GTB being driven through Paris or whether it was the guy's Fiat Uno um, (laughs) and the footage is sped up. (laughs) I hope it's the latter. (laughs) It'd be quite funny if it was, but I also kind of hope that he did this for real because it's an open, like the roads are open. They didn't shut any roads for this or anything like that. (laughs) They actually remade it um recently did you know that no so they remade it why would they remake it i don't really know but what they did was they got um a what was it uh a ferrari sf90 uh and a little known actor named charles leclerc um, (laughs) oh yes okay (laughs) to drive through monaco um which was quite cool um there's three characters in this charlie clark um there is Charles Leclerc, uh, Flower Girl, uh, and Prince Albert of Monaco. And the Ferrari. And the Ferrari, of course, yes. So four, I suppose. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, so obviously it has nothing on the original. No, it's not as good. I don't, I don't think. The, uh, the original, it's definitely worth looking up if you haven't seen it, because it is a great piece of driving. Uh, yeah, my, my very, very last shout-out, if you want to see if if you're not really into just car films ugh, then uh, just watch Re- Re- I was going to say watch Wacky Races but that's cars um, but um, uh, no just watch Star Wars Episode 1 and watch the pod race the extended version yep it's another racing film yep <laughs> Star-, Star Wars Episode 1 a famous racing film <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a bit everyone remembers isn't it the pod race yeah yeah exactly um, that, it spawned many a video game that didn't it so... <laughs> I've, I've got all of them Exactly, I, I don't doubt that. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I think that was, yeah, it was quite cool. It was nicely done. It was, yeah, sort of, yeah. The, ex- the extended version is even better? I've, I don't think I've seen the extended version. Have you not? No, oh, well, like, I might have done. It's like 15 minutes, it's great. Oh, fair enough. I might have seen it then. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll put it on the page. Along yeah. with uh, Rendezvous. Yes, definitely um, with Rendezvous. And I'll also, also put some links into I don't know Amazon links or whatever to um, the other films we've mentioned. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, there you go. That's we've we've saved Christmas, Sam, once again. And once again, yes. You can wear your Daniel Ricardo, which I imagine that'd be quite cheap now. The uh, Hawaiian shirt. Probably, yeah. Uh... Seeing as he's leaving McLaren. Yep. So you can get that 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 for cheap, and then spend all the extra money on uh, on films. On Amazon Prime, yeah. Well, or, or, or get the real films and then. Not be held by Amazon, but never mind. Um, can you think of any more off the top of your head, Sam? Mm. We should probably give an honourable mention to Herbie. <laughs> I used to enjoy Herbie when I was a kid. But you don't like the Beetle? I don't like the Beetle. But you like Herbie? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's a car film. Let's, yeah. let's not gloss over that. Obviously, that is a car film. Um, oh, even but, uh, James Bond films. Oh, well, that's in a whole different podcast, isn't it? James Bond cars, generally. Yeah. Uh, what's, but, your, um, what's your favorite Bond car? Ooh. Mm, either the Aston Martin DB5. Or? Or the Vanquish. Which one? The 2007 one? Yeah, yeah, the Die Another Day one. Because that's just one of my favorite cars ever. Like, yeah. I would genuinely just. If I could own one car, it would be, probably be that. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think I agree. There you go. Uh, actually, no, I, I, 
I quite like the Alpha 159. Yeah, Alphas are always cool, aren't they? But I think we're looking at the car, necessarily, not necessarily its impact on the film. We're like, yeah, I'd really like an Aston Martin. Yeah, I'd quite like an Alpha. <laughs> well, what other reason do you put a car in a film? To go, oh, oh. I, quite, I quite like that. Yeah, fair point, fair point. Um, that's debatable anyway. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Auto Show. We've saved Christmas and uh, you're welcome. Uh, in, in, uh, in thanks, of course, you can uh, follow us on Facebook. You can look at the new website. You can follow us on Twitter for however long Twitter's going to be around for. Yep. Um, Instagram, other ones. You can do Reddit. that. Oh, Reddit, yeah. And all the social medias and podcasts yes. venues. Follow every single one. Irrelevant. If, you, if you just get your, your podcast from one of them, just follow the others as well. Is, is, yeah, is, yeah. And we... also, anyone who can prove to us that we were on your Spotify wrapped <laughs> top five podcasts, we'll send you a sticker. How about that? I'm not paying for that. But you have to prove it to us. <laughs> You're very confident no one's going to do it, Sam. <laughs> I am very I've got some stickers, so it's fine. Oh, okay, fair enough. What's, what's it a sticker <laughs> off? Just one you got from the dentist as a kid. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a snow wheel. So it's a sticker. It's a proper. Oh, the ones you used for your car. Yeah. yeah. I've got loads of them, loads of them knocking about. So if you want one for Christmas, let me know. Yeah, there you go. That's gonna do it. <laughs> thank you, Sam, for joining me. Anytime, mate. And thank you, everybody else, for listening. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>